Mark 8, 31 to 38. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed, and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of men. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? And for what can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father, the holy angels. As we began with this text that we have today, I thought I would share a story from the week after the first Sunday of Easter. During that week, I received on WhatsApp, uh, in particular within a group, of this particular comment regarding my character with a Luciferous complex. That is something that I find quite confusing and also very challenging to take in. But as I come to prepare this particular message today and see in this very text that Jesus himself rebuked Peter and said, get behind me, Satan, I cannot help but think, hmm, okay, maybe after all there is something related as the very experience that I had was quite similar to what is going on here in this passage. So let us then listen and see what God might have said to me and also through me to our wider community here. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words. Holy Spirit, I pray that you lighten up this text so that we may be able to understand what you are trying to say to us. Thank you, Lord, for all this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus was seen. Jesus was heard. But Jesus was not honored. In our passage today, we see that Jesus, having had this revelation given to his disciples, he now revealed a little bit more, saying the way that he must go on, the way of suffering, suffering in the hands of the chief priest, as well as the officials to be killed but later rise again well this is not welcomed by the disciples in particular Peter which resulted in what I was talking about this whole rebuke of Jesus calling Peter Satan and get behind me so what are these seen heard and honoring. Well, it's in there, in the text. Jesus Christ, he didn't say it plainly, very plainly, but he did include both in his way as well as later his call to take up one's cross. 
And as we know from the events from Good Friday that Jesus was foretelling here in this text today about the later event of him going on the cross in a very public execution. For those of you who may not be familiar, this is one of the ways that the Romans back in Jesus' day used as a way to demonstrate their power and sovereignty over those whom they rule over and oppress. The execution using the device of a cross is one that is not just extremely painful, but also very much visible and shaming. And so Jesus Christ, in this case here, being killed, he is seen, but on a cross. What about Jesus Christ being hurt? Well, in our text today, we have this disclosure from Jesus regarding this way. And so Jesus was hurt by his disciples and later on his, uh, the crowd being there, being told as well. But what he was saying, disclosing this way of suffering, was met with confrontation. This confrontation comes from none other than Peter himself, whom essentially have guessed uh, from earlier in the passage right before ours today, saying, you are the Christ, you are the Messiah, answering rightly to the question, who do you say I am? But once Jesus contradicting the picture that Peter and his fellow disciples have about himself by proposing this way of suffering. Peter turned around and said, took Jesus aside, this cannot be, rebuking Jesus, confronting him. But Jesus did not let Peter to go this way, having the wrong mindset about who he is and what he does. In fact, Jesus made it a point, even though Peter took him aside, he made the correction right in Peter's face, as well as the disciples, as he was saying, and plainly telling him, this is the way of suffering, and that Peter did not set mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. So Jesus, yes, he was hurt, but he was made with confrontation. And in this case, Jesus made sure his message is heard. And then lastly, Jesus not being honored. Yes, he was seen, he was heard, but certainly not honored. The chief priest, as well as the elders, and the scribes, these people, by rejecting him, putting him on the cross indirectly, instead of honoring him as the Christ, the one foretold to be the Savior, because they do not agree with the way that Jesus does, that when Jesus becomes a Savior, and has his way, their ways, their own prosperity, and their own security are threatened by what Jesus is up to. And so Jesus was seen, but on the cross, was heard, but was confronted, and certainly not honored. So what then is Jesus calling us to do?
because it's very contradicting. The way of suffering, and who Jesus is, but it actually is the way of the cross. In fact, Jesus calls out to his disciples Peter and and Cole, and also the crowd. And he said to them, "If anyone would come after me, one let him deny himself, two take up his cross, and three follow me." One is to deny oneself. Two is to take up one's cross, and three, to follow Jesus. So what are those? Well, one is to deny oneself, and 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 in this day and age today, the most obvious thing I can imagine is the way that we forsake some of our rights for the sake of a bigger picture. And and specifically, I think of the fact that as we gather on Zoom, here online like this, we are. Forsaking the right of meeting in person, and this is for a greater purpose, and this is for the sake of spreading the, of、uh, stopping the spread of the virus itself, of COVID nineteen. So that's one example. But here's not what I'm saying.、Uh, I'm not saying denying something that is our right alone, but rather is denying our very selves. And that goes another step deeper. Is not thinking about oneself, rather than not thinking one's own needs. Rather, is to think of others and their needs. But let's also round up the picture, because two take up one cross, and what might that mean? Well, earlier I just said something about okay, let's be very careful. Let's be.、Uh, Not taking on to our own rights and holding and saying I need to see people, but on the other hand, there are examples of people, and including Christians, during this time of COVID nineteen, still put their own lives at risk.、Um, not necessarily going out there to cause more trouble, but for the sake of those who really need the help and take onto themselves、uh, both the responsibility of and the risk of dying themselves, just as. One would take on the cross for the sake of helping others. That I think has a lot to do with take up the cross. It, it talks about a very specific, yes, the risk of their own lives, being one of the very important aspects. But but there's other applications. Earlier we talk about the whole aspect of shame and honor, and that too may have something to do with take up our cross. So what? May that mean to you? Now, number three is to follow Jesus, and what does that look like? And I think that's twofold. And for those of you, some of you here are hearing this, you may be new to this whole Jesus thing. You may not know a whole lot, and you may not even know why Jesus did what he did. And earlier we talked about how he took on yes the pain of the cross, but also that public shame, and that is because. Jesus, it through doing this act, he liberates us from our present suffering because of the effect of sin. And so, to follow him would be inviting Jesus to enter into your life and be a leader, because he 
through his death, make things right for you, and so that you may follow him for the rest of your life. So today may be one of those times for you to respond to such an invitation and invite Jesus in. But secondly, for those of you who have made such a decision that this is not new to you, well, the call is still the same, to follow Jesus, but it's to follow Jesus all the way. Because as you know, this is not just a binary decision. This is not just about yes and no, not like a flip of a coin, heads or tails, but this is all in. To follow Jesus ultimately is an aspect of going all in, and this is what he's calling out for. So what then is still in our hands being kept, but rather put in there to follow Jesus? So let's consider that. Now to wrap this part up, Jesus issues some warnings, the impacts of not doing such a thing, to not go all in or to not follow, deny oneself or take up one's cross. He's a few of them. Number one, it's, it's ironic, but the way that Jesus put it is, whoever would save his own life holding on to it would end up losing it. But whoever loses his life for Jesus' sake and the good news, the gospel's sake, will save it. So for those who do not hold on, will receive. But those who hold on will end up losing. The second warning is this, is what can a person profit from? Gaining the whole world, chasing whatever that he is after, but at the same time, losing his soul, forfeiting it. Jesus warns here is that anything that you give up your soul, your life to chase after is not going to gain it back for you. So whatever it is that is for me, 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 ends up resulting the loss of me. And then lastly, is an aspect of honoring. We talk about being ashamed here in this passage. Being ashamed of Jesus and his words will result in the very same fair treatment that Jesus would provide when he returns in the glory of his Father and the holy angels. And that is, whether you honor Jesus or not, will resume into this order of the favor being returned to your way. Now, I have said a lot, gave some warnings. Jesus Christ is seen, is heard, but not honored. But to really wrap this up, I don't want to say one more thing. Because the good news is not just about fulfilling this demand. The demand is there. But this very Peter, whom Jesus Christ have rebuked, get behind me, Satan. Well, spoiler alert, if you may. The story goes on, this very Peter actually was ashamed of Jesus to the point that he would say, I do not know this guy. But the story goes on from there. The very human nature that Peter has, and, and I think in a lot of ways we share, 
was triumph by, over by, the very power of God Himself. That there was a day, long after, or in fact not very long, that the same Peter had said, "We must obey God, not men," as opposed to being mindful of the things of men rather than God's. That this Peter was able to be standing up and actually stare the things of men down, and to honor what God wants him to do. And in the end, yes, as the tradition may have told us, he also took up the cross and followed Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words that you have shared with us today. That the way of Jesus Christ, seen, heard, yet not honored, become the power in our lives that we may, yes, truly see Jesus. Hear him, but to honor him. Come, Holy Spirit, give us the strength to do so, just as Peter was given, and help us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.